This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. And we're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios, when you want the ability to adjust your loan options in real time, folks, Rocket can. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Send the tweets, send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. You know, if you listen to the show over the last few years, whether it be on Sunday night or, or midday Saturday, you know that there's a lot that I'm willing to, to put out there for everybody to hear. It's, it's really an open book. And I've become very comfortable sharing very personal information on this show. And to my audience in Cleveland and to my audience in, in, on CBS Sports Radio across the country. So today, it's a weird way to start the show. It's a tough way to start the show. But I feel that to, to be brutally, totally... And maybe to my own regret, honest with you, I think I need to start off the show this way. Yesterday I came home, I went to the dentist, I had a root canal, or at the beginnings of a root canal, which I'll probably talk about later. And I talked to my wife, and we, you know, we've been married going on 10 years, it, 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 it would, have been, would be 10 years on August, in August, on uh, August 19th. And I went to Liz, and, you know, we got three kids, and, you know, things on the outside look good. And I went to my wife, and I had to tell, you, I had to tell her, I said, listen, I love you, and I don't want to leave. You're still the same woman I, I've known for a decade or I've been married to for a decade, we've grown together. And I don't want to leave. I want to be here with you. But if I do leave, I just want you to know that while I still have feelings for you and our, our family, even your parents and, and your brother, If I do have to leave, I really, really dig your sister. I don't want to leave, but if I do, Liz, I've always had eyes for your friend. Now, this wasn't sitting well with Liz. But I can only be honest with her and I can only be honest with you guys. 
I don't know how she was reacting. I didn't know how she would take it. So I had to finish it off. I said, listen, there was a person you used to work with. And if it's okay with you, it's, as long as we're being honest here, I think I'd like her number. Now, I hope what I just did was a pretty good acting job. I thought that I did a really good job letting that sink in there. For as all you know that everything I say is I do intend it to be the truth. I also do like some drama. I also do like some theater. And if you know me at all, you know that there's not a chance in hell I would go to my wife and I would say that I love you, but I like your sister. Liz doesn't even have a sister. Liz hasn't worked with somebody and one of her best friends is a person she used to work with. And while her friends are nice, I can you can trust me that I've not had eyes for her. And for a sports fan, I think it's the same way in Seattle. I think that Adam Schefter's tweet went over the same way to a Seattle Seahawks sports fan earlier this week. Russell doesn't want to leave, but if he does, here's some teams that he would like to go to. And for the brief moment while this was going on, I got, this has got to be one of the most, and it's not an Adam Schefter dig. It's not that. If I had something nasty to say about Adam Schefter, I'd say it. Not that he would care and not really that you would care. It's not a shot against Adam Schefter. He can only purvey, he can only give out the information that he can give out. But I thought, this is one of the most asinine things I think I've ever heard of in my life. And for the Seattle Seahawks, they'll conduct business. For Russell Wilson and his agent and his family, they'll conduct business. But for for a Seattle Seahawks fan that's invested emotion, above all, forget time and money. Those things are important. But really, your emotion is what accounts the most. There's There's such things as in marriages. There's such things as houses and cars and vacations and all the other crap, interest in holdings and in business and all the other stuff that we talk about. But really, if a marriage comes to an end, it's not just time. It's not just money. It's your emotion. You've wasted. If you're divorced at the age of 35, you wasted the bulk of your 20s. You'll never get that back. The time you could have been all over. And and don't think there's so many people who do take it the healthy way, but there's also plenty of people who are, you can't help but have that pop into your mind. What could have been done here? What could have been done there? What could have been done if you had not met this person? And so when you see reports like that, a Seahawks fan I'd like everybody to relax, but a Seahawks fan has no reaction other than to, no choice, other than to react emotionally. And that report has to be, or not the report, the thought to be able to do something like that has to be one of the dumbest things I think I've ever seen in my life. And I and I want to underline that. Now, now, it, that's sports dumb. That's not real dumb stuff. We talk about stuff that people do that's really, really dumb. And there's certainly more things that are dumber than that. But, uh, well, I want to be here in Seattle. I, I want it to work out with the Seahawks. I want it to go this way. However, if it doesn't, really like Dallas. For a sports fan, it would be the equivalent of me walking into my wife after nearly 10 years of marriage and telling her that I don't want to leave. But, you know, your sister's looking really good lately. Always kind of had a thing for her. We've always got along very, very well. It's dumb. 
if you want out, there's better ways to do this. If you want in, there's better ways to do this. Now, I can try to understand from Russell Wilson's standpoint. I, I, I thought about it, and I think many other people did, when, when the news broke, when he had the conversation with Dan Patrick, when, when Russell Wilson was talking with Dan Patrick and, and had said that he was frustrated by the amount of times that he had been sacked and that he wanted a little bit more power within the organization. Power and respect really go hand-in-hand hand to a lot of people. Money, power, and respect, courtesy of the locks, those things certainly go hand-in-hand hand for a lot of people. And it probably does that with Russell Wilson because he has the money and have the power over him. He feels he doesn't have the respect. And I can understand in a lot of ways where he feels that way. Now, whether or not it's true or not, that's something that will probably come in the fallout as this offseason goes on because I still stay steadfast. There should not be a trade. There should not be a move. They should be able to work something out. They should let calmer heads prevail and let this work out the way it's supposed to work out because I'll say this at the beginning of this entire monologue and I'll say it at the end. These kind of quarterbacks, they don't come around often. They don't fall off of trees. And while fans can think and dream that they can find their next quarterback, their next great one for you, anybody in the NFL knows. Anybody in the NFL knows that this thing doesn't just happen like this overnight. Ask a Browns fan. Ask a Dolphins fan. Ask a Jaguars fan. Ask anyone. If you can find them, I'm sure there are out there. Ask any one of those fan bases. Packers, for the Packers, it's been easy. You've had a succession of good quarterbacks, back-to-back two Hall of Famers, two legends, that have played over the last 30 years. It's, it feels like it's easy for you, and for a lot of people, you just assume that Jordan Love will become that next guy in that line of succession. We'll see. But for everybody else in the NFL, these things happen to fall on hard times. So at the beginning and end of this, after I've swerved you, you have to understand, calmer heads should prevail. Seattle's a good franchise. They've been a good franchise. And Russell Wilson is a big part of them being a good franchise. But things do change. And watching Super Bowl 55, seeing Russell Wilson there for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, watching a guy who's 43 years old, and I don't want to put the cart before the horse because there's a lot of things I want to bring up at 1040 about this, but watching a guy who's 43 years old, the clock starts to tick in Russell Wilson's head. Don't think for a moment that he wasn't upset at the end of the year. That's why there's a lot of things to believe about him, quote-unquote, walking out of a meeting or or being a little bit terse in a meeting with John Schneider and with Pete Carroll and with the family that currently owns the Seattle Seahawks. There's so many things to really break down in there, and there's a lot of understandable stuff, a lot of things that you can understand that, yeah, if I were being sacked as many times as he were, if I had that much pressure on me, I would want a little bit more power. It goes back to the Bill Parcells quote, if they want you to cook the dinner, they might as well let you shop for the groceries and all that other stuff. So for Russell... I don't think he wants out, but he wants to know he's respected. And how do I let him know he's respected? I give him a little bit of power. Because I don't know if he really, while he brought up four other teams, I don't know if he really, really, really wants out. This is a weird power play that puts the fans in a weird spot, in a tough spot. Because you would react emotionally as a fan if hearing that your favorite player wants to leave and, and maybe upset the entire fabric of the NFL, whether or not that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll bring up later in the show. 
I don't think it's as bad as what I originally thought when these rumors started to go around. But he wants his respect. He wants his decision. And damn it, I do believe that a quarterback like Russell Wilson, not everybody deserves this type of feeling, but a guy like Russell Wilson does. There is a select group of players in every sport that just matter more. LeBron matters more. Kevin Durant matters more. These guys should be getting seats at the table. Whether they want to be passive aggressive and say that they're making decisions or not, boy, we've argued about it with LeBron for a very long time, but let's not be stupid with each other about this. We know that LeBron wields a lot of power behind the scenes. He just doesn't want to be credited with it just in case he ends up falling on his ass. But at 36 years old and with three different organizations that he's taken to world championships, it's hard to do. With Russell Wilson, they see the power in the NBA, the same thing with Tom Brady, the same thing with Deshaun Watson, and maybe a couple of other quarterbacks, someday maybe Patrick Mahomes, but it looks like he's very, very happy, and hopefully he will be for a long time, and I mean that sincerely, that they wonder where their power is, that so much is on their shoulders, so much is on Russell Wilson to conduct this offense, to keep this team afloat, to keep Pete Carroll employed, which is another fold to this to keep Seattle fans believing that he should be an MVP candidate every year and damn it he really has been an MVP candidate every year was a head MVP candidate at one point this year but there's going to be frustration that you get your salary and you should shut up and play your football and let us make the decisions but when a guy like Russell Wilson knows that the reason even though LA, they've always been the 12th man, it's always been loud up there from one of the days when it was the kingdom to where it is now. Russell Wilson believes, and rightfully so, the reason there's been a fever for Seattle Seahawks football over the last decade is Russell Wilson. Wouldn't have been that way for Matt Flynn. The reason why people pick Seattle consistently year in and year out to either be a Super Bowl contender or an NFC West champion is because of Russell Wilson. He knows that, and he also knows that he is married to a person who's powerful, who gets things her way, who gets things done. He sees that, he wants that, and for him, he should get that because he has earned that right as a franchise and elite quarterback. He deserves that right. Not everybody does. And this will give, if this works out this way where Russell Wilson gets his power or he gets his power to be traded to a place he wants to go, and trust me, if anybody's willing to make those moves to let, to bring him in, they will give him that power. That includes Dallas. That other players will get these ideas, and it will not work out for them the way it probably will work out for Russell Wilson, the way it worked out for Tom Brady just this year. This is questionable. This seems to be out of nowhere. But we learned it in a song. Money, you got it. Power, respect, you don't know if you do. And Russell Wilson wants his. The four teams that he brings up, which again, I thought that this entire premise, not the report, the premise was asinine because it it upsets your fans. If I'm any one of the teams that he brought up, I'd give up anything for him. I know what I've said about Deshaun Watson in the past. I think that the the price to give up for a Deshaun Watson would probably put a lot of teams in the situation where the Houston Texans are right now, but 
hey, let's be honest. How many teams are going to have a Jack Easterby run their football team? How many teams are going to let a Bill O'Brien take over and run that team into the ground? How many of those teams are going to really allow that to happen? So that's a debatable thing with Deshaun Watson. But any one of these teams, the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, the Bears, any one of these teams, I would trade what I needed to for Russell Wilson, and then I would bring out the keys or the key fob and hand it right to you and go, here's your office as a quarterback. You're the leader of this franchise. We're looking at a new dynamic here where you will share responsibilities with Mike McCarthy or Matt Nagy or even Sean Payton and certainly John Gruden. You will share responsibilities to this. It's not just a quarterback room. You're a franchise player. I'm willing to give you an office. You mean that much to my franchise. You're the position that we talk about the most on sports radio, certainly the most we talk about on sports television, and you're one of the players we talk about the most out of that position. It's about respect. It's about power. Not that Russell Wilson needs to go in and turn in the draft card for better offensive linemen. Not that. But if we're talking about an era of player empowerment – in a league that has a hard salary cap that is set up to protect their fans and protect their fans' interest. And because of that hard salary cap, because of the way that it's made up, the way that a fan in New York City or a fan in San Francisco, California, has the same exact chance if they have the right people in the front office and the right coach and the right quarterback, feel they have the same exact chance as somebody in Kansas City, as Cleveland, as Detroit, as any of the flyover states. And that system has made stronger NFL fans and has brought in and made stronger NFL fans because of what's happened in the NBA and what's happened with Major League Baseball. One because of the players, the other because of the owners. It's not about money. You have tons. This is about power. And power usually has a short line drawn to respect. That's what Russell Wilson wants. And if any one of those four teams are willing to do it, that's what he'll get. For Seattle, there's something that's upsetting. For the franchise, there's something that's upsetting to this. You've had a guy who you've drafted, you gave an opportunity to the third round, but times are certainly changing. He knows that the type of quarterback he is, a physical type of quarterback that Russell Wilson is, he may or may not have a ton of time left. It's time to cash in. For a guy like John Schneider and certainly for a guy like Pete Carroll, you've had your own ego, you've you've built your own system, you've been prideful in your own way. But if I'm talking about any one of those four teams, I think it's time for Seattle to let him in on the bottom line, to let him in and have that power. And blatantly, if it comes down to it, while Pete Carroll has been a good coach in the NFL, something that people love, something that people emulate, if it really came down to it, we all know the score. You can find another head coach. You can always find another guy. We learned that in Green Bay. If the quarterback is that good, We'll find another guy. We learned in Philadelphia, maybe the wrong way. Yeah, there's there's bad examples too, possibly. I, we don't know how Nick Sirianni and Jalen Hurts or quarterback X who they take out of the draft, we don't know how that's going to work out. But we've seen it in Green Bay. If you're a franchise quarterback, if you're an elite quarterback or one of the people that this league, which means this country, puts up on the billboards, that if they make a decision for you, you can help pay it off. And so if it came down to it, well, Pete Carroll has been a great coach for the Seattle Seahawks and great for their culture and all that other stuff that I can become sing-songy about. If it comes down to me or him, get out. Goodbye. 
See you later. Enjoy retirement. I have Russell Wilson. I have Schneider. I have a coach that I can bring in, even though it's March, getting ready to turn the page to March, that any one of coaches, any one of those other coaches out there who are big-time names, big-time possibilities, would sit down and think, wow, we're already in the draft process. We've been in the draft process for a long time. I'd be going into the middle of something where I would have to share responsibilities with the quarterback, but guess what? They all know if they're in the NFL, they're beholden to the quarterback anyway. We just don't like to talk about it that much. So at the end of this, where I have a guy like Russell Wilson, where the Cowboys, the Saints, the Raiders, the Bears, and the Seahawks certainly are in this mix, what's the best idea for Russell Wilson? And what would you be willing to give up? If you're a Cowboy fan, if you're a Saints fan, where Drew Brees is dragging his feet. If you're the Bears, if you're any one of these other teams, what are you willing to give up? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carman on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. What would you give up for Russell Wilson if you are any one of those four teams? Or you know what? For Seattle, what would you do? What would you do? Like, I don't think there's any question. He's been a good he's been a good player for you for a long time. He's been an MVP caliber player for you for a long time. I, I said I think he's a future Hall of Famer, and a lot of people gave me some pushback there. So we can discuss that at some point uh, throughout the show. We got a couple of people coming up who are going to be fantastic. My buddy Jimmy Hanlon's going to join us at 11:40 a.m. Eastern. We'll talk about Tiger. We'll talk about the PGA, a, a PGA without Tiger Woods, in terms of him being in the field in the future. Sam Amico going to join us. 48minutes.com and Outkick. He's fantastic. 12:40 p.m. Eastern, 9:40 a.m. Pacific. We'll talk NBA with him and Jake Heaps, former Seahawk quarterback, Russell Wilson, passing academy host at 7:10 ESPN. In Seattle, he'll join us at 1 p.m. Eastern. I hate going back-to-back on guests, but I think it's worthy today because we want to get some perspective there. Because I, I really do. I think that I think things can be settled down. I think they can be settled down easily in Seattle. I don't think we need – I think that it can still work out with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. It can still work out with John Schneider. It can still work out with all these guys. You're just going to have to leave your egos at the door. And I'm, and a lot of this is, well, Ken, what did you just say about Russell Wilson? Yeah, I get that. But if you're Russell Wilson, if you were him, and you know that this this all starts and finishes with you, it, with 90% of the credit goes to quarterbacks, 90%, of, 100% of the blame goes to quarterbacks. And so you know, you know. And if you're just planted on your ass over the last how many years, I mean, how many? What was the number? It's a mind-boggling number. The amount of sacks he's taken, and I'm sure some of that's his own fault. Of, of course, of course. But if you're Russell Wilson, there comes a time where, hey, enough's enough. I, you've signed the deal. You have your money. But if you're that player, it's about your respect. When we talked about Jamal Adams getting traded last week, last year, there was a lot of people bringing this type of thing up. The the era of player empowerment. A safety, a safety can make a difference. A really good safety can make a difference. But 
you're not going to change your entire franchise based on a safety. You're not going to change your entire franchise. As important as pass rushers are, as important as left tackles are, you're not going to change your entire franchise for those guys. Quarterbacks, it is a front office position. You just don't have any power. You have to conduct yourself as you are one of the presidents of the of the team that you play for. People look up to you. They emulate you. Whether I agree with it or not, you are talked about as a role model, and that is what you are paid to be for the team that you play for. You are what bring people in. You are what give people hope in the franchise. And Russell knows that. And a lot of other quarterbacks who are on that cusp, they know that as well. This type of ploy while it seems to not be working for Deshaun Watson, at least right now, we'll see what happens with Russell Wilson. While this type of, of, of idea may or may not work for these guys, I think it's something that a lot of quarterbacks will think about. As power or as, as greatness is gained, power is demanded. And I think that's something that all these quarterbacks are going to want. And I don't think this is just stopping at Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. There's going to be guys that we laugh at when they make these demands. There are going to be guys that we take very, very seriously. 855-2124-CBS. If you're Dallas, if you're New Orleans, if you're Las Vegas, if you're Chicago, what are you willing to give up for Russell Wilson? I'd be willing to give up, goodness gracious, I'd be willing to give up owners to be able to bring in a guy like that. If you're Seattle, what are you willing to do? 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Up next, Tom Brady has more money than he needs. And I'm wondering, and I'm worried, that he could drive down prices. I'll explain when we come back. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Right now, it's the latest sports update with Marco Belletti. This is the Ken Carmen Show. One hour from now, Jimmy Hanlon. We'll talk Tiger Woods with him. Fox Sports hosts like 18 shows on that on that network. Talk to him about Tiger, as well as the rest of the PGA. Sam Amico, 12:40 p.m. Eastern, 855-2124-CBS. Top five coming up in just about oh 40 minutes. Pierno, what's up, Ken? What's uh, up, gonna, baby? And, and trust me, if you're on hold, I'm getting to the phones here in a second as well because I want to hear what people have to say about Russell Wilson. Um, I got I it, the the verdict came back on Monday. I needed a root canal. So how was it? And you and you got it yesterday. Well, I got most of it yesterday. Most so. of it yesterday. Yeah. So how was the experience? I did not enjoy my experience at all. I hated it. Wasn't, it. it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It wasn't nearly – I found it more interesting than anything else. I actually almost fell asleep in the chair at one point. Well, uh, what do you mean interesting? What did you find so interesting um, about it? Because I just, I just found myself very interested with the little tools – uh, the process of what they had to go through. And I'm like, man, because you just think about history, and I go, we would have just pulled this tooth out. I would have drank whiskey, and it's, and somebody would have got a pair of pliers, and I would have just gripped the wheel as hard as I could or gripped the railing as hard as I could, and somebody would have yanked this tooth out, and the wheel would have went I was going to say, was that ever an option? Did you ever consider that, just getting rid my, of it altogether, just is, pulling it? This is the and- thing. So my dad – so I called my dad, and I told him, I said, listen, they're they, – you know, because he's – I think it's an. I bet. I, I, I bet your dad said just pull it. He the, he got. He goes. That happened to me about fifteen years ago, and I just decided to have it pulled. <laughs> and I and said, he has a missing what? tooth. 
He never t- he never told me this, and I never know. You know, I'm not looking back in his molars. I never knew he had a missing tooth back there. He said that when he was he, – he, it was bad. They wanted to give him penicillin to kill the infection, and then they were going to do a root canal. And he said, no, you're not. You're just going to pull it right now. It's my tooth. I want it gone. Get it out of here. And that's what they did. Damned if they didn't do that. And he just – I go, what would you do? Because he said that they couldn't even – something was so bad – the Novocaine wouldn't even take hold. So he they just had him pull it out of his mouth, which is basically psychotic. Did they give you, like, any music or anything to try to soothe you during oh, the there's, press? There's, it's, it's, it's going through. They got the music going throughout. You know, a lot of, um, you know, Phil Collins' version of You Can't Hurry Love. You well, know, they actually, went, in my root canal, they actually gave me a portable CD player. Really? To hold on to. A portable Boy, CD. This was like three years ago. A portable what? CD. Uh, what was it? 2017? It was about the same. 2016. It was a portable CD player they gave me, and I put so, it on. I, I was wondering for a second. I go, did you get a root canal when you were like eight? Because we're the same age, man. Like, what are you talking about? Um, No, I I, I find he, go, he, he, told, he, he told me how bad it was going to be. He goes, listen, me giving you the shots for the Novocaine is the worst it's going to be. So he like he told me he goes breathe in and then when I tell you exhale, and it wasn't there was one on the roof of my mouth that kind of hurt it kind of stung but everything else was fine and I mean I was when I got out of there I couldn't I could barely I could barely speak I could barely speak because I was so does it bother you up. a little bit like after, I had like uh, for a couple oh, yeah. of weeks afterwards it bothered oh, me it's, for a it's little bothering bit. me yeah well well he couldn't get it all done it was uncomfortable he couldn't get it all done in one day. He, because I, you know, they have other appointments and other things that they got to do. Because I'm like, well, I got time. Send me, let's get going with this. And he's like, you don't understand. I got, I got other appointments. He goes, let's, let's get you back in here in a week or two, and I can finish it because your roots are too deep. And I said, we mean the roots are too deep. He tells me, the man, and he was great. He was fantastic. He was in the army for 21 years as a dentist. Right. He said that I have the longest roots. Since a German shepherd he worked on, a military German shepherd he worked on back in the 80s. Dude, I'm telling you, when I got mine done, I could feel them yanking on the roots. Really? Like, yes, I felt it, man. It was so uncomfortable. That's so I'm, I'm glad that your experience wasn't as bad as mine. So how long were you in the chair for then? Hour. 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 Okay. Yeah, definitely an hour. And it was, uh, again, I felt it I felt it was interesting. It just sucks because I'm like, all right, this is going to, because today it's kind of achy. And I'm going. Well, take man, care. Uh, take better care of your teeth now, going forward. Into, well, I do take care of my teeth, Pierre. What do you think I do? Just let them rot on? What the hell are you talking about? I do do some television work for crying out loud. I can't just be going out there with butter teeth, Lord. I try. I do try it some in in some fashion. Would you ever consider them having all replaced? Like just get brand new, sparkling white teeth? No. That's come on. That's too much money. Let's go. Be serious here. Not having my teeth pulled out and put back in just to have new white teeth. That ain't, ain't going to work. I whiten the teeth that I have already. That's the way it's going to work. So, yeah, in two weeks, I got to go in and have them finish it. So, I got this. I got the eye surgery coming up, and then boom, got another root canal. So, it's just a horrible, horrible month for me physically. So, by the way, top five subject coming up at 11. Do not give it away just yet. We do the top five at 11.20 a.m. Eastern, okay, Pierno? Yeah, no, I won't give it away. The fantastic Anthony Pierno joining us on the show. He's fantastic. Everybody, you got to love Pierno. Really, he's the, he's the true king of Staten Island. 
I got something yes. to say. <laughs> yeah, forget <laughs> Pete Davidson. I got something to say about Wilson, but I want to hear Tony and, and Myrtle Beach say something about Russell Wilson. Here we go. Tony, you're next up on CBS Sports Radio. Go ahead. Hey, Ken, what's going on? All right, so I'm, I've got a take on Russell Wilson, but let me say this first because you guys are talking about Dennis. Can we say that Phil Collins and Peter Gabriel, Peter Gabriel should be the theme artist for every dentist's office? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there were there was Peter Gabriel playing at some point in there. Like I, I, I did. I found the whole thing. I'm not afraid of Dennis. I know a lot of people are, but you are right, man. Like as much as I like Phil Collins, it it is the official soundtrack to dentistry. You're correct. I think it's so. So here's my take on Russell Wilson and I was just thinking so and it may have been thought about. So if if we're I would think it worst case scenario, Russell Wilson to Dallas. For Dak from Dallas to Houston, a it gets Dak out of the out of the out of the limelight of Dallas, where Jerry seems like he's just not super happy with the quarterback, and then put uh, Deshaun in Dallas, where I think he probably needs his ego stroked a little bit, and I think the owner's going to have a little bit more of a. Uh, well, hold on, hold on, stay stay with me for a second here, because it says I thought you were talking about Russell Wilson. You're talking about Deshaun Watson. I apologize. I'm my apologies. I'm, I'm all over the place today. So I, I like okay. Russell Wilson to Dallas. Okay. Russell Wilson to Dallas because he likes his ego stroke, it seems. And then I'll take Dak and put Dak in Houston. And to me, I mean, I, I just don't see either quarterback saying no initially to that offer that's being presented by their by their you know, by their PR team. I just wanted to take get your take on that and see what you thought about and that. And then Watson to Seattle, I assume. Yes. Watson to Seattle as well. Ooh, well, the only problem is now well, it depends on what you think of Dak. What do you think of Dak personally, Tony? I think Dak's a great player, but I think Dak over the years that I, you know, I'm I'm a Georgia fan, so I watched him in the SEC. I think he likes less limelight. I think he he's a team guy. I think he's always been that way, but I don't think he likes people meddling. I think uh, just I think Dallas is just too much for him. I think he's done well, but I think what what he's done for whatever reason he's done as good as he can. But I think in Jerry's eyes, it's never enough. So if Jerry gets some kind of shiny new toy, at least for a while. It's going to sell more tickets. I think Dak going to a new team, say say Houston. I just think it's. I think it could potentially be a win-win for all quarterbacks because if we're talking about quarterbacks these days, they need something. It seems every year, and I know you're going to go into the whole Tom Brady thing, but the, the game has changed so much. They at least need something for the next year to make them feel like they're elevated and they're the only thing that matters at that time. I so think I you're just right. To kind of get your take on that. I, honestly, I think your entire call makes a ton of sense, and thank you very much, Tony. I think the entire call makes a ton of sense. The problem that I have with it is that, according to their rules, you can't be over the cap for a single minute. Maybe maybe it's just for a day. Like, And, and I don't know. I'm sure Pirno could look it up. I'm sure it's been done. If you're talking about, you'd have to parcel this out and do it piece by piece. I, I don't know if there's ever been a three-team trade in the NFL. There has to be something somewhere that when you when you put it all together, it turns into a three-team trade. But I don't know if we've ever seen anything like NBA style, where okay, you get this and I get this, and he'll get that and and they'll get that. Like it, I don't know if it ha- happens to work out that way. But I think that these would be great situations for all of them. Dak in Houston, you put Dak in Houston. If you made a move, and I had to write all this out to make sure, you put Dak in Houston. I think that that would immediately. It wouldn't do it as much as a quarter as a young. Rookie quarterback, because Dak's coming off a serious injury. Now, I think Dak showed his worth with how much Dallas sucked up the room without Dak Prescott out there in the field. There's no way they're that bad of a football team. They should have probably, even though they started off rough, 
And you can put some of this on Mike McCarthy. I would put some of this on ownership as well, which happens to be the general manager. Even though they started off rough, I don't think Washington wins that division if Dak Prescott is healthy the entire year. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they do. And if Dallas gets back to the playoffs, if they were a playoff team with Dak Prescott this year, then it feels, okay, didn't go the way we wanted it to, but we can do X, Y, and Z and be better for the future. And then there's a whole conversation of paying Dak. In Houston, I think they'd pay Dak. They'd be fine with it, and we'd see how Dak would work out because it seems that nobody wants to play for Jack Easterby. And that's one of the biggest problems. So Dak to Houston makes sense, but immediately are you upsetting Dak because you don't want to play for this guy. I don't think anybody does. Russell to Dallas, the question becomes, do you give Russell his power? And what I say, just because I say I'm going to give him his power if I'm Jerry Jones, doesn't mean I'm actually going to give him his power. Jerry medals. Jerry wants to medal. It's his team. He thinks he's a football guy. He and his family, they believe they're football people. They believe they're the Roonies. I think they try to skip steps. I don't think that there's any Cowboy fan out there who would disagree with me on that. If he were to stay out a couple of times when he got in, when he got involved, I don't think this drought for the Cowboys would be the type of drought that it is. When you had Parcells there making decisions for a short period of time, they didn't always have the type of quarterback play that they needed. Tony was young, but there was a chance that they could do something special. Jerry gets involved. Parcells isn't going to stay there that long anyway. If you were to bring in Russell Wilson, there's a lot of things that you could tell everybody to say, I'm going to make everybody feel better, and I'm going to give him his power. He's going to have a seat at the table with us. We're the family. It's going to be me. It's going to be Steven. It's going to be Russell, and we're all going to talk about this. Is that going to be true in two years? Deshaun Watson in Seattle, I think some of that's a win-win. The only thing I worry about is, and I I just don't have a whole lot of information, and that's why I want to bring on Jake Heaps coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern, because the whole Pete Carroll thing, I'm I'm still in the fog about. Up until this offseason, I assumed, and there's been questions of Pete Carroll certainly, but questions we've always known. The questions we've always thought we had the answer to. I assume that Pete Carroll was still a, a really good football coach in the NFL. A guy who brought a lot of energy. A guy that a lot of people liked, that, that Russell Wilson certainly got along with, that, that the that the organization liked, the players liked. Now, there's questions. If a guy wants out, if, if, if he's upset, there's going to be a conversation about the coach there at some point. And for Deshaun Watson, who, who met with David Culley over this week, didn't matter to him, he still wants a trade. What's going to happen up in Seattle for Deshaun Watson? But Seattle does make a lot of sense. It's a great city. It's got a good fan base. The fans would immediately, they would get rid of Russell Wilson and they would bring up and prop up Deshaun Watson. And when you're allowed to have fans in there, they would rally around Deshaun Watson and make him feel wonderful. I have no question about that. They would be, he would be their champion. They would love him. But I'm not sure if it works out with Pete Carroll. That's one of the best calls we've taken over the last month. Dak in Houston, you got to pay him. You got to make sure that he has it, and he's going to want his power eventually as well. Russell in Dallas, I think it would make a ton of sense, and it's one of the teams that he wants to go to. And if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you only got if you were just willing to give up some of the power that you have and give him a seat at the table, I think he could do good things. I think it could revitalize the organization. I think, and by the organization, I mean the players. 
I think it changes the way we look maybe at Zeke Elliott. With those two wide receivers that you're throwing to, and really you got four wide receivers that they can't all be number ones on playoff teams, but I think you got four wide receivers that could be number ones on any team in the uh, most teams in the NFL. I think Russell could do some damage. I think you'd win the AFC, the NFC East. I think you'd win it going away. I think you'd be one of the top teams in the NFC. I think the NFC is 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 ripe for the picking. You got young, strong quarterbacks in the AFC and the NFC with Russell Wilson with Dallas. And if you were getting Deshaun, or if you were getting Dak Prescott back, you're not having to give up a whole bunch. If you're giving up Dak Prescott, they got to pay him. But you're not having to give up a whole bunch to bring in Russell Wilson. And there's a lot of things you could do with him. A lot of things that you could accomplish with Russell Wilson just by, all right, we'll give you the power that you want. Because it's about, it's about respect. It's about power with Russell. He's tired of being planted on his ass. I know they've had offensive line issues in the past with Dallas, but I think any one of these teams that he mentions are going to have problems. Offensive lines can come and go. They can be like a bullpen. And so when you look at some of the great historic offensive lines in the NFL – there have been some great ones, but most importantly now, with the strong salary cap, with a hard salary cap, it's hard to pay all five. And if you can't replenish them and you can't develop them right quickly, you're going to have a serious problem. So that's why when we start off seasons, you've known some teams to have historically good offensive lines. Even in today's NFL, it's been a short period of time where they've been historically good because you've got to pay them. And you can't pay all five when you got to pay so much to the quarterback, so much to a pass rusher, so much to a safety, so much to a wide receiver. You can't pay them all. You got five guys across that front. And if you're losing any one of them and you don't develop it, it can be catastrophic for you. 855-2124-CBS, 855-2124-227. Coming up next, top five subject, possibly the go-to-goats. And why Tom Brady's giving some guys some bad ideas. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.